Faith, Hope and Love, episode 332, the 32nd Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year B. This weekend in the scriptures, we come across two different types of behaviour. The scribes in the gospel openly seek power and honour that goes with that power, and the exploitation that gains the power, whilst in comparison, the humble widow in the first reading and the widow in the gospel are generous, and they're not doing it to be taken notice of. They're giving out of their poverty. One group takes while the other group gives without counting the cost. Are we takers or givers? Generosity is a very tricky thing in a culture defined by independence. We're tempted to focus on our responsibility of taking care of our own needs and the needs of those closest to us. Whilst we might not match the confidence and complete selflessness of the two widows and their trust in God, we can certainly keep growing in our desire to give much, much more than we take. The ones who are giving the most in terms of total dedication to Jesus' values are often not the ones who are most visible. And today's gospel reminds us it's possible to be appearing to be doing enough and giving enough, but only God sees straight into the human heart and truly knows what we are capable of. God knows. Jesus knows the circumstances of each of our lives and values and rejoices in all that is done with what we have, irrespective of how much it amounts to in quantity or by comparison with others. It's extraordinary in this beautiful gospel. We're told Jesus sits and watches as people come by and donate to the temple treasury. To the people of Israel, donating to the temple treasury was considered to be giving donations to God. Jesus is seeing what anyone else could see. Or more precisely, anyone else could notice what Jesus saw if they were really looking. But only our Lord seems to see what's really happening. There's a surprising contrast in this incident. There are those whose lives are publicly dedicated to serving God, but in actual fact, they're not entirely committed to God. In essence, despite their grand show, they're holding a lot of things back. They have a lot of money and worldly possessions, and they're giving generously, but our Lord perceives that they're only giving from their excess, from what they can well spare to give, whilst still having plenty left. They keep a lot more for themselves. They're not completely dedicated to the cause. They're saving most of their possessions for themselves or for a rainy day. But how much does one need for a rainy day? That's like asking how long is a piece of string. So they keep most of what they have for themselves. They find many excuses, good and bad, to refuse to use it for the good of others. They trust only in their own resources and not God's providence. And they put their potential future needs before the real and actual needs of those right in front of them if they bothered to notice. It's all very well for me saying I'm going to save something for a rainy day, but meanwhile I'm looking at someone who's absolutely being poured on. Their rainy day is now, and there's no time to be lost. And then there's this poor widow who's in actual need and has very little to live on, but she's utterly committed to God's vision. She has invested and trusted in God's kingdom completely, and is willing to invest her trust and her time and treasure, in fact, her last penny, to God's kingdom. If everyone did that throughout the whole world, there would be no poverty. 
No one going without the basics of life, while others hoard more and more than their fair share for a rainy day that may never arrive. Jesus is not teaching us to be reckless or irresponsible, but he is asking us, inviting us with love to commit ourselves totally to the vision of the kingdom here and now. We're again invited to look well beyond appearances, not to judge by outward appearances, but to trust in God's providence, to not hold back our gifts, talents and generosity. And we need to get rid of measuring the value of things in terms of quantity or by comparing ourselves to others and focus more on quality and intention. We again realise from this gospel not to judge by earthly standards, to give from the heart and realise that everyone may be giving as much as they can, even if it doesn't seem like a lot in comparison to others. We cannot see into others' hearts and minds. And all of us are called to respond in trust, with generosity, in a non-judgmental way, and above all, with love, to give 100% to the values and person of Christ. And also the other beautiful thing is Jesus really cares. He invites us to have that same attitude always. Our Lord notices the people around him and the meaning of their actions, no matter how small it seems. He sees beyond mere appearances and sees what's real and he loves it and he thanks the Father for it. Jesus not only notices the unobtrusive and humble lady, he also notices that this lady has actually handed in everything she had. Therefore, the most generous person to have donated that day and most people would not have realised it. And even when he pointed it out, they would have said, how can that be? She's hardly given anything. Meanwhile, almost everyone else not only didn't realise the profound generosity of this humble lady, but they didn't notice the injustice of the system that doesn't care about the needs of people like this, nor do anything to help them. If this system was working according to God's desire, the money that people had been contributing to the temple would have been given to God's beloved people precisely like her who were in need. Meanwhile, people probably didn't even notice her at all. But our Lord did. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Let my prayer come into your presence. Incline your ear to my cry for help, O Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone, and peace and patience to you all. Welcome as we reflect on the Holy Scriptures and the values of the Lord contained in them. Brothers and sisters, as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the Lord's Supper, let us first recall our sins and acknowledge them in silence.
Lord Jesus, you have revealed yourself as the way to the Father. Lord, have mercy. You have poured out on your people the spirit of truth. Christ, have mercy. You are the good shepherd, leading us to eternal life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for Let us pray for freedom of heart. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep from us all adversity, so that unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Kings. Elijah the prophet set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel, so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked. Only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. 
I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterwards make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she as well as he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. The Word of the Lord Praise the Lord, my soul. It is the Lord who keeps faith forever, who is just to those who are oppressed. It is God who gives bread to the hungry, the Lord who sets prisoners free. It is the Lord who gives sight to the blind, who raises up those who are bowed down, the Lord who protects the stranger and upholds the widow and orphan. It is the Lord who loves the just, but thwarts the path of the wicked. The Lord will reign for ever. Zion's God from age to age. Alleluia. Praise the Lord, my soul. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Christ did not enter a sanctuary made by human hands, a mere copy of the true one, but he entered into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself again and again as the high priest enters the holy place year after year, with blood that is not his own, for then he would have had to suffer again and again since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the age to remove sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for human beings to die once, and after that comes the judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him.
the word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Happy the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus was teaching in the temple, and a large crowd was listening to him. He said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have the best seats in the synagogues, and places of honour at banquets. They devour widows' houses, and, for the sake of appearances, say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's homily, I want to talk about that tainted thing we call money. It's been on my mind recently with people splurging on the Melbourne Cup. There was a $60 million gold lotto prize. There are historically low loan rates and astronomically high housing costs. So I presume it's on your mind also. And so it should be, since the one single most accurate and reliable measure of our spiritual lives and where we stand with God is how we use our money. Now, I know that that sounds odd, but in truth, money is necessary to live. We work for it, we spend it, and we try to save it. It takes up a huge portion of our life, and we spend most of our energy and time acquiring it. Certainly, we might claim we should try to live relying only on God's goodness and generosity, but realistically, we live in a world that expects people to earn and to spend. If that process stops, then so does our life, at least theoretically, since we have never tried another way of living. We've never actually tried living on trust in God alone. Clearly, Jesus must have known the pressure on people of his time to have the security that money appears to offer, because 16 of the 32 parables he teaches were about how to handle money. In the entire Bible, there are 500 verses on prayer, 400 on faith, and 2,000 on money and possessions. What Jesus knew, and we all know all too well, money is an attractive hazard. Powerful, 
sustaining, and can bring great joy when used wisely. But it can also push us to excess, to pride and to idolatry. Rather than tell us to remove money completely from our lives altogether, Jesus wanted us to know that we're not owners of our money, but we're stewards of it. He suggests that money is on loan to us for the needs of others and will become the only basis for our final judgment. How wisely did we use the opportunities we were given for generosity? It's been said that the true measure of generosity can be measured by what is left after we give to others. Now this statement suggests that we have to give something that will cost us something. That's not just giving what we can live without, but what we can't live without or don't want to live without. That kind of giving clearly hurts, but this is also known as love in action. It's when the gift becomes a sacrifice. And how will it benefit the giver? What's in it for them? From a Christian perspective, it is possible to give without losing. In fact, to give away can be a way of gaining. Take as a metaphor a single candle that lights many others. The original candle can do so without being diminished. It's able to share its light without losing its own. So there is a sense that we too can share what we own without being impoverished. Of course, we're not simply talking here about material things, but also things like our time, our knowledge and expertise, our sense of kindness and tolerance. This type of giving liberates the soul of the giver. We are asked to give not just from our abundance, but from our substance. And that kind of giving does always hurt. Because it might leave us feeling insecure and uncertain of how we might manage. It might make us feel like we have no more to give. But that's the kind of giving that counts with Jesus. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The widow in the temple showed great generosity and love by contributing everything she possessed. In faith, we place our prayers before God. that the Church and its administrators will use wisely the resources given to them. Lord, hear us. That those responsible for finance and the economy in our government 
will see the need for just and equitable distribution of wealth. Lord, hear us. That those who suffer poverty, unemployment or homelessness will find compassionate assistance from our faith community. Lord, hear us. That those who suffer discrimination because of race, sex or belief may be encouraged by the witness of Jesus. Lord, hear us. That those who have died may rise with Christ to everlasting life especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Loving God, in your generosity, we humbly ask you to hear the prayers we offer. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Look with favour, we pray, O Lord, upon the sacrificial gifts offered here, that celebrating in mystery the passion of your Son, we may honour it with loving devotion. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For through his paschal mystery he accomplished the marvellous deed by which he has freed us from the yoke of sin and death, summoning us to the glory of being now called a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your own possession, to proclaim everywhere your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. 
and so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. Near restful waters he leads me. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Nourished by this sacred gift, O Lord, we give you thanks and beseech your mercy that by the pouring forth of your Spirit, the grace of integrity may endure in those your heavenly power has entered. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone, and I pray this week brings you an ever deeper experience of our Lord's compassion, generosity and love. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. This day I will